Hello, spooky friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Scariest Podcast. Woo! <laughs> um, I'm Robin Grace, and this is Adam Diaz, Hello. and we're here to rock your ear holes. Wow. Wow, you're starting this off really, really intense. I like it, so let's just power <laughs> through this shit. Yeah, you ready for this, bitches? Here it comes. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so bad. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start off with the homegrown horror, as usual, and... Um, I'm going to start, so don't even ask. What's a homegrown horror, Robin? Oh, homegrown horrors, uh, the stories that you guys send us. So whatever weird things have happened to you, like paranormal stuff, ghost stuff, sleep paralysis stuff, just send it to us, storytime at scariest.com, and we will happily read it if you guys want it to be read. If not, if you guys just want to talk to us, we can do that too. If you also wanted to reach out to us through Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash podcast. From there, you can join the group or message us directly. The nice thing about posting in the group is you can get sort of instant feedback from the community. You can join the Discord from there also if you want to do that. You can also tweet us at scariestpod. And then if you want to kick us some money, you can go to patreon.com slash scariestpodcast. Check out our tiers and see what you can get. If you're not a monthly donation kind of person, Robin has set up a different way where you can do like a one-time donation. Robin, what's that called? Uh, it's called Coffee. Kofi, it's like ko-fi.com slash scariest podcast. And uh, we put a goal on there to get new mics so that we can create like a better audio quality for you guys. Um, and it would be really awesome if you guys could help us out with that. It's not that bad right now. I mean, I think it's actually pretty good. I pride myself in the post-production work a little bit here. Um, but yeah, we're definitely uh, in need of some uh, upgrades in this studio. So, uh, that said, we're going to get to the homegrown horrors, and like Robin said, she's going to go first, so have at it. Okay, so I'm going to start with this email here. Um, it goes, yo, dogs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's Mars, uh, or Marisa, and I just wanted to share another story with you guys. This one, I'm not sure if it was sleep paralysis or a very vivid dream, because this experience was a one-time thing. Also, I don't know if this will be uh, quote-unquote graphic with how I describe something, but if it is, it's cool if it's not shared. We'll, we'll find <laughs> out. Right, we're all about to find um, out. But in seventh grade, I got my first boyfriend, Vincent, and we would hang out a lot, and sometimes uh, if he was having a hard time at home, he would come visit at night so we could talk and play Kingdom Hearts. That's adorable. Oh my god, a girl after my own heart. Wow. I love Kingdom Hearts. After That's... your own Kingdom Heart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent's my dad and brother's name. Interesting side note. It's creepy. Yep. I mean, I mean it's not. There's creepy. a lot of Vincent's out there. Yeah. It's not creepy. Um, but uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts totes my jam. Uh, shout out. <laughs> okay. So um, being pretty young, I didn't think my mom would want a boy coming to hang out after dark. So I told him to do a specific tap pattern on my window whenever he was there to hang out. I hope it was the Terminator oh tap pattern. Oh my God. But like. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> Uh, about five months into dating i'm just gonna glaze over you uh five months into dating he got into a real bad car accident with his dad and they both died in the car crash wow that's horrible oh my god oh my god i'm so sorry now i'm just remembering details that have already been said i get the feeling like she's gonna hear this knocking pattern Oh, Again. fuck, dude. I'm so sorry. Um, I was pretty devastated and didn't sleep till after the funeral had passed. When I finally did end up falling into a good sleep, I had this horrible dream where I was standing in his casket and he was just covered in blood and I could hear the sounds of a car accident in the background. That is horrific. That's horrible. Oh, my God. My heart goes out to you. I'm so sorry. Um, if you've ever heard, if you've never heard a car 
uh, accident, like a crazy car accident before, it's not the best sound. Um, it's obviously. extremely loud, and it sounds like just metal, metal that shouldn't be crumpling, bending, yeah. crumpling, and twisting, and it's shattering. Horrible. Yeah. Um, when I woke up, I noticed that I'd been crying in my sleep, but I couldn't move my arms up to wipe my eyes. Then I started to panic, and I heard that specific tapping that I told him to do at my window. Dude, I'm going to cry. This is horrible. I'm so sorry. That's so sad. Fuck. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention that my window was pretty much where I would lay my head um, because of a bad room arrangement. And I tried to move my head to look up at the window, but I couldn't. So I called out his name, and I heard the tap for the last time since then. Aww. Oh, that's so sweet and so sad. A few minutes later, I could finally move, and instead of feeling scared... I felt a sort of peace or calmness, and I don't know how to describe it, but I like to think that he was letting me know that he was okay. That's super sweet. (laughs) Oh my god, It's sad, but it's sweet. It's very sweet. It's Um, a bittersweet symphony. Is life. All right. In general. Okay. It's a song. Okay. I'm 23 now and haven't dreamed of him since, but I do think of him from time to time. Sorry for the saddish story. I haven't been having a great couple weeks with one of my omen babies passing away. And my relationship not being so great lately. Um, You guys hear this a lot, but I really do mean when I say you guys make my day when I listen to you guys. And I'm really glad you guys and the pod exist. Keep on creeping on and internet hugs to the both of you. Oh, that's so sad and so nice. I wish you could see me, but I have my arms out so I can give you an audio hug. She does. Audio hugs from both of us. I'm holding my arms out too. Oh, you're so cute. I have much longer arms than you and my hugs are much warmer. What is that supposed to mean? I'm fat. It's just how it is. We're very well insulated people. Okay. So, yes, Mars, I'm so sorry, and I wish we could give you a hug. Yeah. I am a 33-year-old man, and if there's one thing that I've learned throughout lots and lots of horrible and bad stuff that's happened to me and around me in my life is that things do get better, and everything does work out. It's not always going to be the way you want or the way you hope, but it will happen. So, just keep going that's the best thing i can say like true story would you like, say to just keep no creeping on oh i guess i would i was gonna thought you were gonna say keep swimming i was gonna be like Ugh, oh, I hate that just movie. keep swimming just um keep swimming. no realistically like growing up like I, I don't know if i mentioned this in the podcast before but like everyone i knew used aol instant messenger to talk to each other because it was like the start of like messaging yeah. services like i was around when like the internet really kicked off like you guys just born into it but AOL and Semester is the one thing I remember everyone using. And you could set up a profile, which was just, like, you could change the background color and the color of your text. And people used to put, like, quotes in there, like, inspirational or stupid quotes. And I was no exception. I had a bunch of stupid stuff on there. And as time went on, like, you just, like, change them out or delete them because you're like, ah, oh, this is stupid or it's worn off. And the one that stuck with me the most, because I had, I had a rough time through, you know, certain periods of my life. And uh, there was one in there that it wound up being the only one in there for a long time. And I don't think I've, I've added anything in there since. I haven't gone back to it in like 15 years. Um, but it was, if you're going through hell, keep going. And I don't know why. I was always just like, that makes sense to me. Because it's like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to give up? Are you going to stop? Because that's not going to make things better. You're still stuck in hell. Like, the only thing you can do is keep going. So I just wound up shortening it to keep going. And I've literally told myself that in every horrible situation I've been in in my life since I found that. Is that why you like that one killer song where it's like, if you can't hold on? Yeah, that's exactly on. why. That's why uh, all these things that I have done is my favorite killer song. Aww. So just something to think about. If you're going through hell, keep going. 
and uh, it's helped me. So that's yes. all you can really do, man. Like you can't give up. Like giving up sucks. Like don't get me wrong, I love being lazy, and I don't mind procrastinating or hiding from something I don't want to deal with for a little while. But it's like you just can't say fuck everything, you know. You just gotta keep on trying to do something else. So that's the last thing I'll say about that. And uh, I'm gonna move on to the next email. And this one says, "Greetings, spookers." I haven't heard. That I haven't before. heard that one. That one's new. <laughs> My name is Reg R E J. I hope I said that correctly. I live in Sweden, and I freaking love this podcast. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. I found it on Spotify. Shout out Spotify, and have been listening to every episode. Big smiley face and a heart. Aww. Like, she didn't write those words out. She put the emojis. I just wanted to let, let you know what the emojis were. Okay. So, uh, getting back to it, I want to tell you about when I moved into my apartment and a weird thing happened. I live by myself, and in the beginning, I didn't sleep that well. I heard weird sounds and had an uncomfortable feeling when I went to bed, like I wasn't alone. Sure, it couldn't be that. I wasn't used to... Sure, it could be that. Uh, okay, let me rephrase this. Sure, it could be that I wasn't used to the sounds of the house, but when Monday morning came and I was going to work at about 6.30 a.m., I realized that my front door was unlocked. Oh, man. I hate that, dude. At first, I thought it was weird, but brushed it off and thought I probably just forgot to lock it last night, so I went on with my day. Before I went to sleep that night, I was pretty sure that I locked the door, or I thought I locked it, but the next morning, it was unlocked again. This was starting to creep me out, but I wasn't 100% sure that I locked the door the night before, so I definitely locked the freaking door and was very well aware that I locked it the next night. The next morning, I checked the door repeatedly. Or the next night, I checked the door repeatedly just to be assured that it was actually really 100% locked. Oh my goodness. The morning after, when I was going to work, the door was unlocked again. What the heck? And this time, I was 100% sure that I locked it the night before. I was really freaking out at this point, and when I came to work, I told my colleague about this. She is a kind of medium. Everyone says they're a medium. She's a I kind don't say of, that. <laughs> she is a kind of medium, and she works a lot with energy and so on. So she asked me to write down my address on a piece of paper, and I gave it to, and give it to her. So I did. I thought that she was going to visit me and rinse the energy or something, but she said that she can do it without going there physically. I wasn't sure that it would work, but it, I gave it, but gave it a shot because I didn't know what to do. So when the night came, I locked the door and went to sleep a bit nervous, but hoping it would work. And the morning after, the door was finally locked. So this is my story. I hope I thought. I hope you thought it was interesting. And sorry for my bad, my bad grammar. That was really good grammar. There's no bad know, grammar yeah. in this at all. I'm just having trouble reading. That's one hundred percent true. He's very special. She guys. says I don't write in English that much. Wow, multilingual people are so cool. But I hope you could understand my babbling laughy face. We definitely could. I'm apologizing if I stumbled over that a little bit. That's all on me. It's not on you at all. So yeah, I don't know. Beware of people who say that they're mediums, because a lot of times those people are full of shit. I just did a bunch of research for this one I'm about to get into, and there was a lot of con artists involved in it. Really? Yeah, so I cut all their shit out of it completely and just stuck okay. to like my main stuff. We okay. forgot to talk about what we're going to do as main topics. You're going to go first this week, right, Robin? Yeah, so, um, so when I was trying to decide what to research for this week, um, I went through a few of the suggestions that we've gotten over time, because... We've had so many posts and in the Discord we've had a lot and emails and stuff like that. And so um, I've seen Lithuania multiple times and I just decided to do something with it. And I came across interesting stuff. I don't think it's like scary. Um, Is it scary-ish? I don't, I don't know. I got so excited to say that. I don't even think it's like scary-ish. It's more like it's legitimately like interesting to me and... 
Um, not necessarily going to make you scared, um, which I'm sure you're going to do to me. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm bringing the scary this <laughs> so, week. Um, like how you pissed your pants last week when we were telling yeah, the story. Yeah, so I'm going to... When I tell my story, I'm turning off the lights in the no, studio. No, you... Stop it. If we were if we were doing a YouTube or a live Twitch stream or something like that, I would turn off the lights. You're I'd make you record in the dark. Such a dick. And then no one would be able to see what um, we're doing. Well, for me, what I just wanted to do was give you guys some information about this interesting stuff that I found. Give it to him, Robin. Okay, I'll give it to She's them. She's bringing it hot, hard, and fast. What the fuck is... What? <laughs> okay. It was um, actually... That's from like a commentator during a football game. Like, if you listen to football and, like, you just decide that you want to listen to it through, like, the dirty filter where everything sounds, like, sexual, everything they say is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. So we were listening to a game with the Pittsburgh Steelers at one point. Pittsburgh I don't remember. Steelers and? I don't. It doesn't matter. Oh. And uh, I don't remember who the broadcaster was, but, like, they kept talking about, like, how quick Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball. And Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they kept talking about it. And they kept showing, like, a clock, like, he gets it out of there in, like, two seconds. So, I'm oh like, yeah, my God. he gets it out of there in two seconds. And then I swear to God, like, the third time, they're like, that's just coming out of there hot, hard, and fast. And we all just <laughs> died laughing. It was so fucking funny. So, when football season starts, just watch a game and just drink every time you can make a sexual innuendo with something that's been said. All right, uh, I'm going to go into my topic now. Which, I guess, yeah, go for it. Which is the complete opposite of your sexual innuendo thing. So, oh yeah, um, I bet you I can innuendo a bunch of shit during your topic. Please don't. Okay. It's very. I won't. It'll be too much effort. <laughs> it's too much religion for you to shit all over. That's not shitting all over, but I won't. Okay, so I decided to do um, one of my things that I'm going to talk to you guys about is the haunting hill of crosses. And it there's apparently a hill in the Lithuanian countryside, um, 12 kilometers north of the city of Shuli in uh, northern Lithuania that is absolutely covered. And I mean covered in hundreds of thousands of crosses. Wow. Yeah. It's like, um, like I was telling you earlier, it's like the Game of Thrones throne if it were made of crosses. And was a hill instead of a throne. I was going to say, like, huh? <laughs> so, I'm having trouble picturing that. But um, as it goes on, I can see it now. It's insane. Um, there are a whole bunch of different types. So different types, materials, sizes, you name it. Like, it just, it's fucking covered. And um, when and how the hill started being covered in these crosses is a little bit of a mystery. Like, there's no definitive exact um, date or time where someone was like, First cross down. That's funny. Um, so uh, before the 1800s, there was a Domonte Fort in the area. And it's supposedly when the first cross was placed after the uprising of 1831, um, which was like a war for like liberation kind of for Lithuania. And 40,000 men lost their lives. Wow. Because um, it was like against Russia or something and you can't compete with the Russians. Like they just have so many people, right? Uh, so as a symbol of Lithuanian um, defiance of foreign invaders, they put this cross up. And so then, this cross basically represents a Lithuanian middle finger to Russia. Yeah, yeah I guess you could say that. I like that, that a lot. Yeah. This is a hill. This is a giant hill of fuck yous. <laughs> oh my god. So there's another legend behind the hill's creation and it's the story of a Lithuanian farmer whose daughter was sick and dying. And she was treated by doctors and like given all the remedies that they could think of and try and help her and fix her and she just wasn't getting better. And um every night uh, her father prayed and sat next to her and just 
prayed that she would get better. And one night while he was beside her, um, he had a dream. And in this dream, a woman in white asked him to do everything that she said in order for his daughter to get better. And what she told him to do was to build a large wooden cross and place it on this hill um, in the Demonte, Dome, yeah, Demonte uh, Fort. And this was to be a sign of faith and love for God and um, that it would heal his daughter. And so he did it because what else is he going to do? You know what I mean? Right. So he went and did this. And when he got home, his daughter was out of bed and waiting for him. Wow. So it's like, what the fuck? Um, but I mean, it, there's no evidence that this actually happened. So, you know, whatever. But this is the disclaimer of this could all be bullshit. Yeah. But um, regardless of when the actual first cross was placed over the centuries, giant crucifixes, statues of the Virgin Mary, huge statues of like Jesus, like giant, giant things have been put there. Um, there have been uh, carvings of Lithuanian patriots, I guess, people. Sort of Obviously people. people, yeah. Uh, and thousands of smaller statues and effigies have been placed there, um, along with a huge number of rosaries. Like, if you look at these pictures, it's just this hill covered in crosses upon crosses upon crosses. Like, there was one statue that I saw of Jesus, and um, he was just covered in, like, a million other small crosses, like, hanging off of them. Wow. It was weird. It, it's like, if you see pictures, like, they're, it's incredible. It sounds like that bridge um, in France that has locks everywhere. With all the locks? Yeah. yeah. Except there's a million more crosses than there are those those locks. That's super cool. So, yeah, if you do look at pictures of this hill, it looks like the crosses kind of create a path that snake around up onto this hill. Uh, and I saw pictures of, like, these monks or priests that were walking through all the crosses. It was really, uh, really interesting. And it's just really creepy um, because some pictures had, like, really dark clouds behind it. And it just looks really ominous with all these, like, sharp things sticking out of the ground. It was just, it's creepy. And um, history fact, in 1795, um, Su Li, Su Li, uh, wasn't... In- Spell it. C-I-A-U-L-I-A-I. Sure. That sounds right. Yep. Uh, was incorporated into Russia and then returned to Lithuania in 1918. And uh, so after that uh, uprising in 1831, uh, relatives of the dead rebels um, that had no bodies to bury, they just left crosses on the hill. <laughs> bury. <laughs> We're going to do this so often. That's just how I say it. All right, I'll leave it be. God, this is going to be so hard. Uh, if we were on Twitch right now, I'd have a bury color. <laughs> like, bing. I hate you. Keep going. Sorry. So Didn't mean to interrupt. So they left crosses on this hill in memory of the lost loved ones. It's like, this is such an intense thing, and you're just like being a dick about it. Um, so... By the end of 1895, there were about 150 crosses. By 1914, there were about 200. 1940 had about 400. And by 1961, 1961 there were over 5,000. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's this hill's become a place for Lithuanians to pray for their country and for the sacrifices that were made during the War of Independence. Um, but so fu- how many are there now? Over right. 200,000. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. It's insane in the membrane. That's insane in the brain. Yeah. 
See what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. Um, fucked up fact. In the years 1963, 1971, and 1975, uh, Soviet dickheads leveled the hill by removing all the crosses and burning them. What the fuck yeah. is their problem? Yeah, so in those years, they would just come, bulldoze all of it down, burn it. Like, super dickheads. It's fucking horrible. But... Each time this happened, Lithuanians were like, uh-uh, right. ain't having that shit. Fuck yeah. And so they all, like, not all, obviously, but um, many made a pilgrimage back to the hill and, rep- like, would replace all the crosses. And so it's like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Lithuanians <laughs> so, are kind of fucking badasses, I'm just saying. So in 1991, when Lithuania became completely independent, the hill of crosses actually became, like, a national identity and symbol for, like, the Catholic faith because uh, religion. I don't know. Because religion. And things. Okay. So <laughs> um, people come and place a cross on this quote unquote miracle hill in hopes of curing their loved ones who are sick. And what's really interesting is I saw, I was looking at a lot of pictures and I've seen some crosses where like there was one person that just asked for one of their relatives or friends or something to just stop drinking. I was like, this is so sad. Right. Uh, but it's really intense. Like, a lot of people just, it, it's like a place to, like, pray for something that they need or or whatever. But every year, thousands of pilgrims visit, and the number of crosses grows, obviously. Um, and even Pope John Paul II uh, visited the hill in 1993 to pray there. Pope Let's... John Paul II was pretty fucking badass. Like, if you look up a documentary of his life. Really? He was super fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Nice. Um, a uh, monastery's actually been, uh, erected nearby, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. I really like the idea that this became a place people go to, like, to have a pilgrimage, and it is, like, religious symbolism, but it's not, like, it's organized in a way, but it's not organized. It's organized by the faith of the people and not by, like, a specific entity who's, like, charging people to use the hill and, like, selling specific crosses that they have to place. Like, no, it's... It's, like, natural, you know? Yeah. And there's something super beautiful about that. Um, there's actually a website, if you guys want to, have a cross placed there with a, a prayer of some sort. You can actually go to this website. I wish I had written it down, but you can Google it, I'm sure. But you can actually get them to put a cross there for you, and you can have them, like, uh, kind of pick your design and what you want it I to I understand it when you're really, really far away, <laughs> but it's, like... If you're nearby, that's like the laziest way. It's like, can you do this prayer for me, please? <laughs> I don't even want to do it. Well, we're in America, so. That's why I said I can understand it if you're really far away. Yeah. Yeah. If you live in Lithuania, I'm sure you're just like, eh, I'm going to hop the bus. Exactly. I'll get there. All right. So um, now I'm going to go into a couple uh, beings that showed up in Lithuanian mythology and folklore. So monsters or no, 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 I don't have any monsters. Sorry. So they're just beings. Yeah, like um, gods, goddesses, weird creatures. Okay, cool. So they're not like people. We're not getting a history lesson or anything. No, no, no. Um, and I wanted to choose some that do both good and bad things because why not? I mean, we're the scariest podcast. We're not like hearts, rainbows podcast. I mean, I, I like to think we are sometimes that said we're announcing our new podcast hearts and rainbows (laughs) (laughs) who are we talking oh my god what if we did that all the things that make us happy like dude no seriously today i uh someone posted a snapchat one of my friends in hawaii posted a snapchat and they were just watching um this couple walking their little tiny pony 
It was like this a tiny little, pony. Yeah, it was like a two two foot tall pony, and they were just walking it down the street. I was like, Hoo! so that's what so we would talk cute. about on. So I don't even remember. I already <laughs> lost the name of it. Something in rainbows. Hearts and rainbows. Hearts and podcast. rainbows. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to pronounce these things correctly. Uh, they're all going to be really, really wrong because I don't know how to pronounce these things. Um, so I apologize in advance. But uh, looking up pron- pronunciations is a lot harder than it's I really difficult because depending on be. what website you go to, the pronunciation can be different. The one that I found that's consistent no matter what website I check is Barry. Barry? Because <laughs> we've actually checked how to pronounce Barry. Oh. Because you're like, no, it's Burry. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just. Go ahead. Tell me about your gods. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the Idvaris, and it's a household spirit that, funnily, funnily enough, looks like your average objects or um, beings, entities, so like, like a broom, like a rooster, or, or yeah, or random object or whatever. Roosters um, or brooms only. You heard it here. Yeah. While not only fuck you, <laughs> um, but while it's indoors and then outdoors, it looks like a freaking dragon. Um, so it's no matter what outdoors, it looks like a dragon. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Keep going. Okay, so it it's not a huge dragon. Okay, it's two, it's still awesome. It's a two foot long dragon. I don't care. It's super cool. It's like a snake. It's like a komodo dragon. Super snake, um, but smaller. I just want to go like snake. That's not great for audio <laughs> listeners. I know. Um, it's it has a serpentine body with four legs. And some say that it has wings and flies through the air, trailing fire. So that's it, awesome. It kind of makes me think that it's more of like a phoenix, like maybe the Lithuanian version of a phoenix. Maybe, sort but of. does it burn to ash and then rise from its own? When ash? it dies, it becomes a spark. A spark that'll light the fire of a rebellion. Hashtag. We didn't start eight. the fire. Wow, well played. <laughs> I heard that's always been burning since the world's been turning, though. Um, so I just think that's really weird that when this thing dies, it's just like a a spark. I don't know. Strange. Interesting. Um, but how do you kill it, Robin? Sorry, I've been watching too much thing. Supernatural. Yeah, so, uh, good thing you bring that up. Anyway, I'll get there. So, <laughs> this this Advaris will take residence in a home and refuse to leave. And it can bring both good and bad luck into your home. Uh, for example, it can bring you a bunch of money and things that you want. Um, but it'll usually get stolen away. By a neighbor or something. It's like a monkey's paw. Yeah. That just h- hangs out to watch the havoc it wreaks. Yeah. I kind of want to be one of these when I come <laughs> back. So, these things can be bought from the devil, and it only costs uh, your soul. What so- the fuck? Why is everything <laughs> so expensive? <laughs> no big deal. It's just your soul. Um, so, once bought, it's nearly impossible to get rid of, and if it's injured by any chance, it only has to touch the ground to heal itself. Wow. That's so, convenient. It's like, what, is it like a video game character or something? It's like, like if it was Mario, it would be safe as fuck, because that dude always returns to the ground no matter how fat he is. Wow. That's what? fucked. I mean, that's what you do if you're fat. You just don't leave the ground very far unless you have a raccoon tail I want to see something. you jump. I can jump pretty fucking high, dude. I had I had a really high vertical in high school. I mean, it's been a while since high school. I was going to say, uh... Still, I'm pretty sure I'm in the exact same shape I was in high school. So, that shape is Bullshit. round. <laughs> I was in way better shape in high school. Okay, so uh, the next thing I'm going to go through is the llama. Llama? The llama. L-A-U-M-A. Llama? Llama? I'm going to call it the llama. Are you sure it's not called the alpaca? It has no 
double L's. It's just fuck you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So this llama uh, is Lithuanian mythology's version of fairies. Not alpacas. Okay, fine. And they are the very oldest goddesses of... The very oldest? Of Lithuanian mythology. And they can appear as mares, female goats, bears, and I put goats again, but I meant to type dogs. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Um, later on, they're described as having bird's claws slash feet and had a woman's head with the lower body of a female goat. So it's hot, yeah, super, super hot. sexy. It's like my dream yeah. woman right there. Um, there are other versions of this being, all of which are human slash animal hybrids. It kind of like centaurs, I guess. Right on. Um, a little, or man bear pig. <laughs> a little bit of a Mister Tumnus thing, maybe. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't a hybrid. He was just a a satyr. Pretty sure. Yeah. Well, he had the top half of a person and the bottom half of a goat. I thought he had the top half of like a like a. What do you call anthropomorphic goat? And What's the an bottom anthropomorphic half. goat? Isn't anthropomorphic like when something takes on the characteristics and the personality of a human? Like Zootopia is all anthropomorphic animals? No, man. He has human arms. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Uh, he has goat legs, human arms, and he has You're talking about on Lion, the Witch, head. and the Wardrobe, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I must have pictured it differently. I I've did. never seen the movies. I've only read the book, and I only read it in third grade. So it's been a long time. What I remember is... That shit sucks. It's all about Jesus. Even a fucking eight-year-old, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know it was about Jesus. You're dumb. Like, it's a fucking lion that comes back to life and stays so? alive forever. Uh, like, fucking fuck. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, great point. Can't count it out, Robin. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fucking okay. fuck indeed. <laughs> okay, so the weirdest part is that these things have big breasts with stone nipples. Works for me. Keep <laughs> so, going. Let me get my pants off. <laughs> You're just <laughs> I hate you. Um, okay. So, unfortunately for you men out there, you want, might want to pull your pants up. Uh, llama are really dangerous to men. Uh, they can tickle or tweak you to death and then eat your bodies. Wow. So, imagine just it someone... Sounds like a Robin, in fact. So, what, just because I touch your nipples? Yeah, and you tickle me all the fucking time. Yeah, you're not going to die. I don't know. I Sometimes will eat your I body, wish though. I was dead. Because I'm just like, stop it. Um, so you will eat my body? <laughs> yeah. That'll take you a while. Let me tell you something. I, no, I'll cut off the fatty bits. That'll Okay, that won't leave you with much. So, <laughs> have fun. Okay. So, um, just imagine a half goat person tickling you to death. Just... A half goat fairy. Fairy. Tickling you tickling to death. Tickling you to death. Yep. Uh, good news for you, though. They are afraid of iron. Yeah, that sounds so right. So, that's good. Um, big plus there, but they are said to be descended from the sky down to earth. Um, they live near lakes, abandoned bathhouses, uh, islands of lakes or dense forest. Apparently a lot of bodies of water are named after llama in Lithuania, which is kind of interesting. I can't fact check that. I mean, I could with Um, Google, but I'm not gonna. They gather near rivers, lakes, swamps, and that sort of thing. Uh, these things are also said to dance and enjoy themselves, leaving their own versions of fairy rings in their wake. What's a fairy ring? Fairy rings are just like rings left by fairies. Well, on the ground. On the ground. Okay. Not in the sky or anything so like, like crop that. In the grass. But it's small. like in the grass. Yeah. Sort okay. of. Kind of. Yeah. I think fairy rings are a little more intense, though. I think they're like stone rings or something. Maybe kind of, sort of. I don't know. We'll go over fairies in a different episode. Um, <laughs> damn it. We've done fairies from Isle of Man, too, so. 
This is like oh, the yeah? second fairy thing we've co- we've covered. Okay. So uh, the final thing I'm going to talk about is the goddess of love, courtship, and friendship. Um, just for you, Adam. The only ship that gives a dare means a damn is the friendship. Toot toot. Oh my god. It's from The Simpsons when Mr. Burns and Homer become best friends. Okay. Well, I chose this just for you because uh, she likes to cruise down the streets in the nude. Nice. I I figured that'd get you going. Same. (laughs) I didn't know this, but apparently the name Milda uh, is what this thing is called. Milda is a popular name for girls in Lithuania. I didn't know that either. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. So you're named after a chick that cruises down the street in the nude. Yeah, but she's the goddess of love friendship and courtship and stuff yeah still um i don't know if any of this is legit i saw some sources that were like it's made up and da 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 but um it's cute it I, could I've, all be made up i like the idea of milda um it's finding information on lithuanian gods and goddesses is not as easy as i thought it was going to be it was like really difficult actually um but the stuff i read about milda is so cute that i was just like i love her <laughs> she's adorable um there was one source that I saw that said she is the worst enemy of loneliness. Um, so I was like, she that's so loneliness. cute. <laughs> um, like how freaking, I don't know. It was like the sweetest thing. And then she's often portrayed as a woman who drives a chariot pulled by doves. Um, she likes to ride naked, obviously. Um, it seems like one look at her and you're seconds away from love and romance so she's almost like cupid yeah and uh all that other stuff that happens with the body things that, you so know. she just rides around giving boners because she's in the nude yeah uh she doesn't care about marriage marriage is second to love and friendship uh apparently to her worshipers milda means freedom so a uh, cool thing I saw was that if you don't know if you're destined for friendship and love, look at your palm. I literally Oh, made... that's why you kept asking to check my fucking hands. <laughs> I was like, look at your hand. I was like, show me your hand. What is it? Okay, so if you look at your palm, um, fuck, I lost my place. So let me describe this really fast. If you look at your palm, but you turn the bottom of your hand to be parallel with the ground. So basically your thumb's pointing up and the bottom of your hand matches the ground. And then you tilt it slightly back. You can see those lines. Not back towards you, but like to the left You tilt left your elbow right. in just a little bit. Like you can see the lines that form on your hand. If it looks like an M, where the intersection at the bottom of the M That's Milda's extends, symbol. That's Milda's symbol. And that means you're destined for Bone Zone and Pound Town, Fuck Truck, all that your fun love stuff. Love and friendship, not necessarily dicks in places. Okay. And friendship. So. Um, so no one should be alone. That's the motto for Milda. No one should be alone. Um, and Milda's day is Friday and is the best day for starting new relationships and falling in love. And her day is, uh, her day of the year is the 13th of May. So go oh, out. Oh shit, that just passed. Yeah, so go out and celebrate spring and love. So if you're lonely, you fucking missed it. See you in 360 oh something God. days. <laughs> what the Bummer. fuck? Uh, but yeah, so those are the Lithuanian things that I decided to cover today. That was pretty good. Good job, Robin. Yeah, thank you. I, impre- I, I appreciate that. I think it was very good. And I think it was like uplifting. And you should have gone second. Because I'm about to bring it all down. Oh, God. So as anyone <laughs> Can who's Can we edit it out, and just swap them? Nope, we're not doing it. Uh, as anyone who's checked out the episode uh, title at this point knows, I have decided to revisit something that we've done before. Because here on the wonderful world of Scarish, we cover a lot of shit. Like, 
We've had 24 episodes prior to this one, and we've really started to run the gauntlet of, like, the creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. Oh, all the Adams family? <laughs> the Adams family. <laughs> uh, I told her to be ready to snap, and now she knows why. Um, no, but seriously, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, sometimes we're going to cover a specific monster and a specific case, and because of that, we're going to revisit topics. <laughs> I just have ooky and spooky. Now the music's playing in my head. It was I in my head for, like, it. an hour when I finally thought of that. I wrote it in my script and everything. But mm-hmm. we're going to revisit certain things. Like, if I'm going to do a specific case, like the true story behind the exorcism of Emily, Emily Rose, I'll probably only touch that once. Maybe go back if, like, new developments happen. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to stuff that we've done that have more stories that we just don't touch, we're going to revisit that source material. So that said, I present to you, dear listeners, Ouija Boards Part do. So, as a recap... You didn't say Part dose. No, do. What's do? Like, Hot Shots Part do. It means two, also. In another language. Oh, it does? Google it. I don't even know. Think French, maybe? I don't know. Undo. No, it's not do. Maybe. That might be it. <laughs> Anyways, as a recap, <laughs> lots of people think the Ouija board started up in 1890, and that's when a little dingleberry by the name of Elijah Bond started to selling it as a toy. And you can even find the guy credited as the inventor. And that is wrong. There is documented evidence that as early as 1100, so only a few years earlier, uh, the Chinese had a board with lettering on it and a planchette-style thing uh, to mark like the place of it. And what was it used for, you ask? Talking to dead people and necromancy. So it's not a new thing. It's a very old thing. Chinese. Elijah just saw it and was like, I'm going to market that as a toy. That's like if in a fucking hundred years we have laser guns everywhere and someone finds like an old revolver and is like, you know what? I'm going to make a bunch of these and market them as fucking toys for kids to play with. What were you going to say? Uh, Chinese have a really weird thing when it comes to like talking to the dead because they have this, um, I don't know if it's a ritual or something, but if one of their kids dies and they are unmarried... Um, they will try to get them married in the afterlife. That's so much like a parent to do. Yeah, it's just so fucking weird because they'll find like another body that like wasn't married or something like that. And so they'll marry their spirits. Um, and wow. then they're fucking jacked up. So you're people. miserable in the afterlife. Yeah. So it's like, man, I thought I was going to be single and crush all this ghost pussy. Well, Stop ruining it for me. What's fucked up is a lot of these people that offer those services. Marrying your kid spirits or Our whatever. Con artists. Well, fucking marry the same spirit over and wow. over again. Yeah, so it's like that's fucked up. Stupid. So if it's real, there's some dude in the afterlife with like forty wives, or some or, chick with like a hundred yeah. husbands. That sucks. So the next time someone tells you that a Ouija board is fake and it's just a game, I want you to slap them in the face and say, "Quote." That one is for Madam, you ignorant twat. <laughs> oh, God. I just, please, no, I don't want videos of this. We're not liable for any damages you may suffer. Uh, so now that we've had our Ouija board recap, let's move into a story. And initially I was like, I'm going to do a couple stories because it's really fun to go on the internet and find a few. And the first one that I found uh, is the only one I'm going to do. Wow. Because I was like, I did a little bit of digging into it. I was like, Holy fuck nuggets, this shit is fucking crazy. Is it so, insane? It's insane in the, in the membrane. So if I could just get the lights really fast. No! God, you're such a fucking wimp. Wait, Fine. if you turn off the lights, I have to get to put my blanket on. Okay, deal. Okay. Get can you blanket. read in the dark? Let's try it. Okay. We're going to give it a shot. You can turn the light off. A little bit of editing. Off. Wait, wait, i got to put my feet up. <laughs> okay. 
So the screen from the laptop is going to let me read in the dark. Oh my god, I'm scared already. I'm going to hand you the mouse to the laptop okay. because if this is idle for five minutes, it's this one thing that we have to do while we're recording is I constantly have to move my hand over to my mouse and move it because if I don't, the screen goes black and it could possibly freeze the recording. So now, Robin, it's in your hands. And if you don't move this, we're going to be in pitch black. Okay. So okay. make sure you move that every once every, every five minutes. And don't click shit or you'll stop the recording. Okay. So as long as that's moving, we're good. So here we go, dear listener. So this little ditty is about a pretty lady who went by the name of Bessie Brown. And this lovely lady was born in 1913. <laughs> roundabouts maybe give or take three or four years because i i found a couple of different things based off of like when she died um and 1913 obviously was a long time ago. it was over 100 years ago so it took some fucking digging i had half of my script written about what had supposedly happened until i dug enough where i was able to find a secondhand account and i say secondhand because it's told from the perspective of her son you who was really told what happened in the dark book it's actually a book and i'll get to it and i'll tell you what it is and I don't want to give too much away because for some of our older listeners, you actually might have heard of uh, some of this story. So uh, the story starts out on the days leading up to Halloween in 1929. Oh, man. So Bessie was 16 years old, which is why I figured it's probably 1913 because I saw conflicting dates. But the secondhand account said at 1929 from the sun, she would have been 16. So I'm like, she's got to be 16. She's got to be born in 1913. So uh, she and her sister, her, whose name was Alta, A-L-T-A, uh, were chilling in Sunday school. And the bishop was like, yo dogs, we got some shit to cover today. The shit is called Ouija boards. Oh my god. So the bishop goes on to tell the group that hitting up spirits through the board with the old (laughs) new board who dis method is not good. And it introduces darkness into a person's life and that shit will stick with you. And he talked about some men that he had known who had fucked around with a Ouija board, and they did not stop. And they tried to contact the dead, uh, but the lines got crossed, and they wound up hitting up something evil. Oh, my god! He said that one had been found nailed to the wall. What? And that another had been turned... Another who had uh, fucked around had his hair turned pure white from the shock of whatever he saw. Oh, my goodness. So they were found with the Ouija board at their feet, too. So he warned them, don't invite Satan's spirits into your house. And then he dropped the Bible like a microphone and left. And like, obviously he came back and like dusted it off and he was like, I actually, I actually need this. That was for effect. You get it. <laughs> oh my and then he God. Left. So Bessie was like, you know what we should do? Get a fucking Ouija board. Why? So of course, a couple of days later, they're shopping in town at a quote, five and dime store, which just is such like a period piece five phrase. Five and dime store. Does that just mean like? Um, i have no idea don't even ask so okay they're shopping in this store she finds one and she buys it she had to hide it and buy it stealthily and hide it in like a different bag she didn't want her parents seeing because her parents are they're i think mormon i'm positive they're mormon in fact and they're very religious so she sneaks it home and later on that night she and her sister alta lit a candle in their bedroom and we're like why 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 let's get it started in here and they started singing that song like way before it came out so it's crazy not really um they actually had more sisters and they're all in the room there's five sisters total and they wake up and they're like what the fuck are you bitches doing and bessie turns and she's like satan shit 
Not really. Oh but. my god, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> if she really said that, that's fucked up. One of her sisters is like, cool, and just joins in. So there's three of them now at the board, and one of them wasn't having it, and she was like, I will narc you bitches the fuck out. And another sister, the youngest sister, I, I'm pretty sure is like, I'm gonna tell mom. So Bessie's like, shut up, bitch, or I will slap you. She seriously threatened to slap her. Like, that's what's in the account. She told her, like, I will slap you if you tell mom. So, dialogue's different, but this is really close to actually how this shit went down. So, stay in the story. Okay. So, then the three of them, who are at the board, were like, let's do it. Which is probably how you start with a Ouija board. Um, They ask the the same thing everyone asks a Ouija board the first time you, like, like hook it up or plug it in or whatever. Which (laughs) is, is anyone there? No, you don't. Nope, just And the board, the planchette, moved to yes. So then they ask the follow-up question, which everyone asks. Who are you? Who are you? Exactly. In quote, who are you? And it replied with the following letters, which I'm going to spell and then tell you what it says, just to see if you no, can follow. No, 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 no. It's I-A-M-A-D-E-A-D-I-N-D-I-A-N, which means I am a dead Indian. And I wrote down, did Indians call themselves that? I don't think so, man. So Bessie was like, she dog and at that moment a loud shrill wail no <laughs> erupted in the room and it freaked them all out and it was snitchy mctattletail and she was crying her fucking eyes out and she got up and ran out of the fucking room screaming oh my god and their mom woke up and stormed in and said quote what the fuck are you doing <laughs> not an actual quote she told them to go put it in the incinerator. She's like, burn that shit. And the mom <laughs> looked at Alta and she was like, Alta, I don't expect this from you. Bessie's a piece of shit, obviously, but you, because Alta was the favorite. Okay. And by the way, parents, when you do that, that's pretty fucked up shit. Don't do that shit. Like, Bessie obviously had a fucking complex because of that. So the mom makes Alta take the board to the barn to the incinerator to burn it. Okay. And Bessie, no joke, this is 100% in the fucking thing I found, turns to Snitchy McTattletail and calls her, quote, Tattletail. Oh my god. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's perfect that I named her that. So Mary is the oldest sister and she's the narc. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you brought that shit in here. It's your fault. So eventually Alta comes back from the barn and her mom goes back to sleep and she goes over to Bessie. She's like, mom's asleep. I hid it in the barn. I didn't burn it. What a it. dumb wink, bitch. Wink, wink. So guess the next date of our wonderful story. Halloween. Halloween, bitches. Otherwise known as Robin's birthday. Why do you have to say that every episode? Because I like your birthday. I like it okay. So normal <laughs> normal Halloween shit ensues. They go to like a costume party and stuff like that. Everyone goes home. But Bessie and Alta, these bitches wake up at 2 a.m. and head for the barn. Because oh. why the fuck not? And they fire up the Ouija board and they ask the spirit, hey, you up? Oh, my Because everyone God. loves getting that text at 2 a.m., am I right, ladies? And what? Why does it have to be ladies? Because dudes are always hitting up chicks at 2 a.m. Like, hey, you want a bone Yeah, or what? chicks can hit up dudes. Yeah, but it doesn't happen as often. There's just way more creepy dudes than there are horny chicks. That's all I'm saying. So they're hitting up a ghost. Let's get back in here, Robin. So they ask who it is again. And again, they get the I am a dead Indian, which I'm not going to spell for you guys because I'm tired of it. Um, and this time he elaborates. He says, I was killed because I killed a man. He stole from me. I want back. 
And as a side note, when I read that and I just got them again, I got really, really bad cold chills just running up my spine. Really? Can we turn the light back on? Nope. Because this dude didn't say, I wanted it back in reference to like something that was stolen he from him. He said, I want it back Or I want now. it back. He didn't say that either. What he says was, what he said was, I want back. Like alive again? Yeah. That's, no! That's no! what hit me. I was like, oh, no! that's really fucking terrifying. No. So just think on the difference between those sentences because it said, I want back. You know what? I want it that way. <laughs> you want it? Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell me why. So at that moment, they hear the barn door creak open. And Bessie is like, fuck. God, dude, no. So they're terrified and they were Did relieved. That- maybe, and maybe only then they were relieved because they saw that it was their dad. Who was, in fact, not nice so he's like are you two little shits fucking serious you're on satan's side now and he walks to the side of where he was standing and retrieves something in the dark (gasps) and i'll give you two guesses what it was oh uh a stick no uh a a hoe no it was an axe oh no so he picks up an axe and he walks towards them eyeballing them and he hacks the fuck out of the Ouija board. Oh, God. Not them, the Ouija board. Just building tension. Oh, my it's okay. Goodness. Dude, so, what the fuck? That's that, right? Did that, did that one girl that started screaming and crying, like, did she ever say why she screamed and cried? She was scared. She was scared because they were fucking around on a Ouija board and they were okay. getting stuff to talk to it. Okay. But that's that, right? No, these two stupid bitches would try and hold hands in dark places and contact the spirit after their board had been hacked up. Nothing ever answered. In fact, the account that I read in this guy's book about this, he says nothing ever answered. It's almost like they were praying because he's so like annoyed with the idea of religion and God. It's actually a really cool book. I think I'm going to buy it. So (sighs) what were the repercussions of fucking around with this board? You may ask. Well, let's cut to Christmas of 1930. So the next year, a random horse wanders onto these people's land and it's a giant white horse. And in, like, a small community, everyone kind of knows everyone's shit. It's like knowing someone else's car nowadays. And they were like, <laughs> whose fucking horse is that? Oh, like, God. no one nearby has a giant white horse like that. Okay. So the kids are trying to play with it, and the mom comes outside. She's like, everyone go inside, and she tells the horse to fuck off. And the horse just, like, tilts its head. It's like, you know I only speak horse, right, motherfucker? So nee. it, doesn't, it doesn't know. That's what he actually said, but I'm translating. So the horse just fucking stood there. Dad eventually comes home. Dad's a scary dude. He gets the horse to leave. He didn't hack the horse apart, too? He didn't hack the horse apart, no. So, later that night, the girls hear their grandmother talking to their mom and dad. And she says, you know what it means when a white horse comes to visit. What does it It mean? It means someone in this house is going to die. What the fudge? And the dad's like, eh, that's horse shit. He dies, doesn't he? He doesn't believe in it. So, a few days later, a neighbor and a familiar horse come by with a sled being pulled behind it. And the neighbor asks the girls if they want to go for a ride. Because it's like Christmas time. Oh, God, no. And the girls are like, hold up, bitch. I'm not getting in trouble. So they go inside and they do what you should do. They ask their mom. And their mom looks out and she recognizes the man. And she recognizes the horse. And she's like, I recognize that horse. He's chill as fuck. But still, she looks at them and she tells them, quote, this is, I think, is an actual quote. I don't have a reason to say no. And this is where the actual quote ends. But no, dog. I got a bad feeling skip that shit and they didn't argue so they're just like okay fine and then alta goes to bessie afterwards the two bitches who are fucking around with that ouija Uh board and she's like let's be fucking stupid 
And for once, Bessie oh, no. is like, nah, dog, I'm going to opt out of that shit. So she turns, Alta turns to Snitchy McTattletail and is like, are you in or are you out? And Snitchy's like, fuck it. Hashtag YOLO. Oh, my so God. So they run outside. Bessie stays on the porch to watch. And Alta and I think Wendy was Snitchy McTattletail's real name. They jump on. They're having a good time. And, of course, quote, unquote, something spooks the horse. Oh, horse freaks fuck. the fuck out and the sled gets thrown and alta and it's wanda and wanda go flying through the air directly at a utility pole <gasps> wanda collides oh, with it fuck. hits on her left shoulder everyone hears a sickening crack and alta collides face first so someone runs inside and gets mom mom comes out and is just like fuck me She's like, i fucking told you not to so i'll let oh. you choose okay there's a gross detail do you want to know what it is? Uh, did her ribs stab Fan her? Fan said heart? yes, so we're gonna do it anyways. Okay. Oh, so if you don't like, if you don't like, no, cover my ears. If you don't like gross stuff, skip ahead okay. like skip ahead fifteen thirty press seconds. The, press the forward 10, 15 yeah. seconds button. Press, press it a couple times. Alta's skull was broken. She sees her mom come outside and she starts crying and she says, "I'm so sorry." Her fucking skull was shattered so bad the crying forced her eyes from their sockets. Ew. Yeah. Oh, ew. So their brother gets on a horse, and he rides to go get the fucking Uh, doctor and their dad, and he gets back, the doctor gets back, and he looks at the girls, and is just like, Wanda might live, we have to get her to the hospital. And at this point, I'm like, no fucking shit, dude. Like, like, if you were going to ride to get someone, why didn't you ride to take her to the fucking hospital? Alta's pretty fucked. Alta died. Alta was dead. Which is sad, because she just, like, died in her mom's arms, and she was her favorite. With the and, eyeballs uh, hanging out of her fucking brain. On her cheeks is how it was described. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Wanda, so gross. Wanda was paralyzed. Um, and Bessie was convinced that this was the spirit that spooked the horse. Um, and this was part of what she had been warned about, that evil will attach itself to them. And Fuck, So dude. that's it, right? That's the end of the story. Good story, Adam. You found one from no. the 1920s. Oh, get the, Not mm. even close. So Bessie grows up. And she marries a dude that she's relatively a stranger to. And upon being married, she finds out that this dude has been married six or seven times Do all before. his wives die? No. I don't know about the other ones. I only looked up her. She changes her name to Bessie Gilmore. That name may ring oh a God, bell. Is she a Gilmore girl? No. May ring a bell for our older listeners. And her new husband, by the name of Frank Gilmore Sr., was a real piece of work. He was a con man. He was an alcoholic. You might ask, how much of a con man was he, Adam? Well, when they had their second son, the second son was named on his birth certificate, Faye Robert Kaufman. Why would he name him Kaufman, you ask? Because that was the bullshit alias last name he used to evade the authorities. What? Bessie was like, fuck, dude, we're not naming him that. And she changes his name. So what does she change his name to? Well, dear listener, most of you won't recognize the name of Gary fucking Gilmore. Not actually his middle name, but Gary Gilmore. So why is this dude a big deal? Well, cool the fuck out, and I'll tell you, Jesus. Like, this is just word foreplay. I'm making your ears horny for more. Like, we're going to get to the verbal climax later. So <laughs> You're so dumb. What's fun about Gary's first name, his real first name, Faye, F-A-Y-E, is it was chosen after his father, Frank's mother, who was also named Faye, just without the E. Which I thought was actually kind of sweet. Faye is a really nice name, and you don't see it that often anymore. Faye was the one who married them, and Bessie would later find out just so happened to be a medium. 
Why? So one night, her and her three kids are at Faye's house. Frank is not there. And Faye is an older lady. Like, she's not quick on her feet. Uh, she's getting up there in age. But Faye is like, yo, dog. We're going to do a special seance tonight. We're going to try and contact a spirit who apparently died under suspicion of murder. Are you in? That's the spirit. To which Bessie replies, fuck that shit. Are you serious? And she noped the fuck out. Not as hard as she should have. Because it seems like she was just like, I don't want to participate. Where I would have been like, kids, get your shit. And I would have burned that fucking house to the ground. So after the seance... The other people leave, and Bessie goes to check on Faye. And Faye just looks worn the fuck out. Like, she looks exhausted. So, She's been fucking. Bessie claimed that <laughs> her face looked like it had, quote, great fear and helplessness. Oh, no. So, Bessie is like, dude, we got to get you to bed. She takes her upstairs. She lays her down. She goes right to sleep. The night goes on, and eventually everyone settles down in their rooms to go to sleep. And then we cut to Bessie sleeping in her bed. She slowly starts to drift awake, and she realizes the reason she's waking up is it feels like she's being touched. By an angel? So she turns over and is looking into the face of, no, no, no. quote, oh, no. No, a no. leering, inhuman creature. No. She jumps out of fucking bed. She looks around the room. It's gone. She sees in the doorway Faye, who they say was basically an invalid with how weak she was, Faye is staggering towards her. This is the grandmother. Oh, gosh. And she's yelling at her to run, to get the fuck out of the house. And she yells the phrase, quote, it knows who you are. What? And screams it through the house. So Bessie is like, bitch, you don't have to tell me twice. So she runs to get her kids to get the fuck out. She runs to Gary Gilmore's room to get him. She opens the door and sees this fucking thing <gasps> leaning oh over her son, staring into his eyes. And she runs over there and grabs him, gets her other kids, and runs the fuck away. And I don't have any details after she ran out of the house. That was the end of the terror of that night. Shortly after this, Faye, the grandmother, dies. In addition to that, Gary almost immediately begins having t- terrible fucking nightmares oh my god of course in which he is being decapitated (gasps) he felt he always felt like something was trying to get him in his waking moments and the nightmares would never stop for the rest of his life what gary began to get in trouble in his life after that sometimes he would swear there was something in the room with him and bessie would see the entity in their house as things were getting worse with gary And the guy became more self-destructive as his life went on after this. He was arrested for armed robbery. He was arrested for assault. He would spend years in prison. I saw a statistic that said, like, the last 25 years of his life, like, 23 of them were spent incarcerated. So in 1972, he's granted conditional release from prison. I think he was in for armed robbery or B&E or something. And he is able to live weekdays in a halfway house, and he's supposed to study art at a community college. Less than 30 days later, he's arrested and convicted of armed robbery again. He goes back to jail, and during this stint in prison, he is so violent, he's transferred in 1975 from prison in Oregon to a maximum security federal prison in Marion, Illinois. He gets parole in 1976, and when he gets parole, he heads back to Provo, Utah, which is where his mom was from. So happily ever after, right? Not quite. 
July 19th, 1976, Gilmore would rob a gas station in Orem, Utah, and not to be outdone by his previous crimes, Gilmore murdered Max Jensen, a gas station employee who probably wasn't even supposed to be there that day. I just tossed that in there. It's a Clerks reference. I don't know if anyone's ever watched like the director's cut of Clerks where the ending, the original ending happens. Dante gets murdered in the end. No. Yeah, he gets shot in an armed robbery. It completely changes the tone of the movie. Check it out. Then there would be no Clerks too. Exactly. So the next night, Gilmore goes out again and robs and murders Benny Bushness, a motel manager in Provo, Utah. What the heck? The saddest thing here when I was going through the details of the murders is that he admitted... And the people that were witnesses to this admitted, or said that, both men did exactly what he told them to do while at gunpoint. He just fucking kills them anyways. Oh my goodness! At one point, when they were doing interviews with this guy, he said that his dad was the first person he truly wanted to kill. But he never did, so he was always looking for like an outlet for all that fucking rage. So, he's caught, he's tried, he's convicted. His trial lasted two days. And then they were like, you're guilty. A murder trial lasted two days. Like, that's batshit crazy quick. So, the trial was a big thing. And why, you ask? Well, dear listener, back on June 29th, 1972, the Supreme Court of the United States of America said, quote, fuck the death penalty. And it was suspended in the United States. People talked about this and debated it. And it was partially reinstated in the States in 1976 under specific states... Without getting bogged down in the details, it was a bunch of procedure stuff that was, like, requested be put into the death penalty because people were supposed to die with dignity. Because basically in the Constitution it says, like, you should be able to live and die with dignity. And a lot of the ways we executed people weren't dignified. That's what gave rise to the electric chair, which started up in the early 80s. So because of that, the first person who was sentenced to die, you guessed it, Gary fucking Gilmore, they're actually hadn't been an execution in the United States in 10 years at this point. So this shit got national attention. So Gary Gilmore is everything you can find really easily on the internet. The story about his mom thinking that she cursed her family with a demon. That was really fucking hard to get to. I had to find his brother's fucking book to get to it. So if you're thinking like how big was national attention? Well, on December 11, 1976, Saturday Night Live had fucking Candace Bergen known for Murphy Brown which, by the way, is coming back. She hosted, and they fucking sang a song in a skit called Let's Kill Gary Gilmore for Christmas, which was set to the tune of Winter Wonderland. Gary Gilmore was executed on January 17th, 1977. He was executed by means of firing squad, and he was asked if he had any final words. This is 100% true. You know what he said? What? Just do it. Oh, my gosh. He's the founder, the founder <laughs> of the advertising agency Wyden and Kennedy, Dan Wyden, credits Gary fucking Gilmore for the now famous and still existing Nike slogan of "Just Do It." Holy, that's where crap. they got it from. Oh my god! They actually made a fucking movie about Gary Gilmore's execution called "The Executioner's Song." Tommy Lee Jones played Gary Gilmore. He won an Emmy for it, which is why older listeners would recognize this. Gary's brother, Michael M I K A L. He wrote this book called Shot in the Heart, which I got a lot of these details from, especially about the seance and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff I wasn't able to get without buying the actual book. But they talk about, like, the recurrence of this fucking demon in their lives and stuff like that. And in the details, like, it's not primarily about the Ouija board shit, but he includes all this horrific stuff about their upbringing. And, all, like, their dad was a horrible person, too. 
But he's still alive. Michael, the guy who wrote the book, he seems the least affected by the family curse. Is he the youngest? He's, I think he's the middle. So after Bessie passed away, the oldest, Frank Jr., he just disappeared for close to 10 years. He struggled a lot in his life, too. He battled through homelessness after that and drinking problems and street violence. So he's just like a lost soul. It's really sad when you read about it. They had a fourth brother during their upbringing, Galen, who like there's this really fucked up story where like they want to try and have a normal life growing up and not listen to these stories about like demons and stuff like that and all this other shit they they had to hear about. Yeah. And one of the brothers, I think it was Gary. Gary was the brother. He asked Galen to take him to a movie instead of taking him to see like a happy movie like a Disney flick. He takes him to see this super fucked up movie about an abusive family where, like, people die in the end. What? He would wind up running away later on. He wound up <laughs> drinking himself nearly to death. He got thrown in jail a fuck ton, and he died super, super young. Wow. So this woman was convinced she had cursed her family Holy by playing with the Ouija crap. board and summoning a demon. One of her sisters died. The other one was paralyzed. One of her sons became a murderer. The other one is just searching and a lost soul. And the other one died super young, and she wound up marrying a dude. I was reading shit on the dad, too. I didn't know how long I wanted this to go. But the fucking dad, not only did he have alias aliases to keep himself, like, away from the cops, he had criminals hunting him down. At one point, oh they had the, their infant son in the car, and he hid his wife and infant son in a car in a gas station, in an abandoned gas station, and just ran the fuck away. Because there was some, quote, mysterious stranger that stalked him his entire life to remind him of shit that he had done, like sins that he had committed so in his past So he's like cray-cray. Yeah. And the worst thing is, like, when you read the stuff about the mysterious stranger, like, it sounds like a fucking demon itself. Oh, my god! So, like, this story, when I was reading, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, there's so much stuff. Like, Gary Gilmore, like, he gave interviews and shit like that, and he talks about how fucked up his upbringing was. And they all think their mom was, like, a liar, and there's a bunch of stuff that she would tell them to fuck them up growing up as kids. Like, she said she saw a person hanged when she was young. And, like, Michael, the author, when he went to put that in his book, he looked up when his mom grew up and where all the hangings were nearby. And he's like, she had to have been lying. But, like, their, like, family symbol, so to speak, was a noose. Not as, like, any sort of inspiration or any way you can turn that. It was like, this is inevitable. It's gonna fucking get you. Wow. So, like, these fucking, like, whether or not there was a demon cursing them, like, their upbringing certainly fucking did. And it was just the most bizarre story that I found where it's like, this is somehow attached to a Ouija board seance. So I guess the moral of the story is... Don't play with them! Just don't fuck around with Ouija boards and you, you might be okay. So that was the story of Bessie Brown, who later became Bessie Gilmore, who gave birth to Gary Gilmore, infamous murderer of the 1970s, and the family curse born unto them from playing with a fucking Ouija board. So I hope you liked that. It's a shame we didn't end on Robin's super positive notes and stuff like that. Yeah, to sorry. To kind of turn it around. But, hey, when the next time you see a pair of Nikes and you hear this phrase, just do it, you're going to be like, well, that's, that's fucked up. Because basically it was a dude sitting in a chair wearing a shirt that's basically a Target. And some guy looks at me and he's like, do you have anything else to say before we shoot you to death? And he's just like, will you just fucking shoot me already? And that's what the phrase, just do it, really meant. So fun stuff, listeners. Yay! You're welcome. I don't even know what to say, but turn the light back on. We'll turn it back on here at the end of the episode. So uh, that said, if you guys want to reach out to us one more time, you can go to storytime at scarish.com or send an email to storytime at scarish.com. You can also go to scarish.com and contact us through there. Uh, You can go to facebook.com slash scarish podcast. Like us there, join the group, and you can talk to us there and the community as well if you want some instant feedback 
or you can go to the Discord as well. You can also message us on Facebook. That totally works. If you want to reach out to us with topic suggestions, go to Twitter as well. You can tweet at ScaryishPod and let us know. Also, send us pictures of your pets on any of these platforms and hashtag it OmenBabies because we love seeing you guys as pets. Someone sent a picture of their fucking cat, and it was the cutest thing. It was like laying on its back, like covering its face. It was so cute. It was absolutely adorable. Please send more. We absolutely love getting them. And then if you want to go ahead and contribute to the podcast, we would desperately, I shouldn't say desperately, but we would definitely uh, love to have additional contributions so we can try and increase the amount of stuff that we do for you guys. Go to patreon.com slash scaryish podcast that's what it is we have a bunch of different tiers it's monthly so you can do as low as a dollar a month and get early access to everything we do i think the five dollar tier or the ten dollar tier i forget which um you get pins that are custom made by robin you can also go to robin's etsy shop if you want to purchase some scaryish merchandise we have a bunch of new not a bunch but we have new stickers now we have a couple catchphrases and uh we have pins we have a few other things as well so go ahead and check that out you can access that through scaryish.com as well and Robin set up the uh, new uh, one-time donation platform. That way we can get to the specific goal of improving our microphones. Robin, what is that thing called? Uh, it's Kofi? Coffee? It's like you're supposed to buy us a coffee or something. So, but it's like ko-fi.com slash podcast. Cool. So if you guys want to check us out there as well, we would really, really appreciate it. So... Uh, I think we're good, right? I can sign us out? Yep. So thank you so much, dear listeners, for listening. We appreciate you guys. As always, please reach out to us. We love the interaction. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. So that being said, keep on creeping on, and we'll talk to you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today.